Are you tired of waking up with a dry mouth, feeling sluggish? I was too, until I discovered the power of mouth taping. I read a book called Breathe and it opened my eyes to how I could get a better sleep. So I started taping my mouth and the results were astounding. Not only did I wake up feeling refreshed, but the data on my whoop suggested I was getting more REM and more deep sleep, which led to me feeling better every morning. But I wanted a better solution, not just sticky tape, something that was effective and comfortable. That is why I co-founded Recoverite with a few friends. We are dedicated to helping Australians get fast and easy access to mouth tape and nose tape so you can breathe better, sleep better and recover right. Use the discount code TMTCP for 10% off at the checkout. Sleep better with recover right. You're listening to The Man That Can Project with Lockie Stewart, a global movement created to empower men and open up what's really going through their minds by having real and raw conversations about life's unique challenges and our individual ways of processing it all. Welcome to The Man That Can Project. gents welcome back i'm Lockie stewart and i'm your host and also founder of the man that can project and i'm excited to have you guys listening because i know how busy your life must be everyone's life is busy in this day and age so for you to be uh giving some time to listen to these podcasts means a heap so thank you so much and for those of you who are in the uh, Facebook group, I look forward to continuing to have conversations with you and see you learn and grow. Just wanted to stop by before we dive into the episode and share a little bit more about the Man That Can Project's Inner Circle. Okay, so the Inner Circle is running 24-7, 365, and it's available for men all around the world. And because it's run virtually, you literally can be in the comfort of your own home. So it's a community of men who are creating more momentum in their life, right? We work around the four pillars of muscle, meaning momentum and mateship. But through uh, this in the 12-week game plan and the weekly uh, take action calls, it's helping you guys decide on what you want to create a plan to get there and then be held accountable to taking action. So each week you can review and improve and also share learnings from each other so obviously you can have that compound uh, effect in growth. So Gents, if it sounds like something you want to be a part of, or even if you're just curious, head over to the website, themanthatcanproject.com forward slash inner circle. Check it out. And I look forward to uh, seeing you guys uh, jump in and, and get to learn more about you guys because it is an incredible, incredible uh, community to be a part of. Anyway, enough from me. I'm going to share a uh, Facebook Live I did last week in the Man That Can Project's Facebook group and had some, uh, I guess, great questions from some of you guys and also it was a a well-received uh live so i thought i would share it here to add more value for you guys so have a great week enjoy the episode and once again if you get value please share it leave a review and i'll, I'll... what is happening gents good to have you here in the man that cam projects facebook group so i wanted to do a live on this as i've you know been reaching out to a lot of you guys in the group just to check in see how everyone's going uh, you know, what's going on in your world at this point in time, you know, depending on where you are, a whole heap of stuff is going on. Mitchy, what's happening, dude? Going really well. And if you have any questions along this, guys, please feel free to drop them in. I'll answer them at the end. But I want to quickly talk about you know, the importance of loving yourself first and how you can identify what the next steps are for you and why it's important to love yourself 
first because you know there's that age old saying you can only love yourself to the extent uh, sorry you can only love others to the extent that you love yourself and a lot of us don't ever take time to check in with what's going on with us or why we're feeling certain ways why we dislike ourselves why our self esteem is struggling why our self worth is low why our self confidence struggles and as a result of never really identifying what the fuck's going on there we can't change and it comes back onto you know we're reading in the inner circle at the moment we're reading um Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. And there was a really uh, awesome part that stood out to me, which I'll be discussing with the guys on tomorrow morning's call, where it was around, you know, there's the golden goose that lays golden eggs, right? And ultimately what that sort of, uh, st- what stood out to me, I guess, about that was taking ownership. And the thing is, a lot of us, and I'll speak from experience here, a lot of areas of my life were struggling because I wasn't taking ownership. I wasn't taking responsibility. And because I wasn't taking ownership and I wasn't taking responsibility, I didn't realize just how much of a negative impact me not having a good relationship with myself and me not understanding myself had on the world around me. And as a result of not having a good relationship with myself and the world around me, you know, it was that negative feedback loop. I was on that hamster wheel of, I'm not good enough, no one loves me, oh, here we go, the low self-esteem, the low self-worth, I don't value myself, I don't have any value to give. And I was stuck in that rut for a very long time. And I was wondering why a lot of my relationships were filled with jealousy, with cheating, with manipulation, with lying. Uh, I was constantly anxious. Right? This, this was continuing to happen. And I didn't once stop to check in on myself. I was just like, no, it must be that person. It must be this. And I felt I had to act and behave in certain ways to try and overcome the jealousy, which for me was no aggression. It was trying to be controlling. There was a whole heap of things like that that was going on. And as you guys, whether you've experienced it or you've seen it happen or you're hearing it for the first time, it wasn't fucking helpful. Not at all. So I want to give you guys, I guess, a few things to a few starting points, a few things to think about, uh, and then I guess some questions that you can ask yourself in order to make some progress, right? Because ultimately, it doesn't matter where you're at in your life right now. You know, based on the experiences you've had, the upbringing, the, the environments that you're in, what you've been exposed to, how much you're sort of being intentional with your time will probably have you at a different starting point to someone else in specific areas of your life. But if we're looking at, uh, you know, self-awareness, confidence, and just taking ownership and being the best version of yourself, we're all at different points. And yeah, you might be at a point where you're like, oh, I wish I was here, or I should be there, or I would love to be here, and that's all cool. But let's just start with keeping it simple. And being simple and keeping it simple is identifying where you are, accepting that, acknowledging that, and going, fuck yeah, let's build up from here wherever you are. And what happens when we, when we think about that, right? A lot of us, and if you can relate to that point where you don't love yourself, right? For me, and Mitch, I'll answer your question in, in a moment, so stay around, um, is starting with our self-esteem, our self-worth, right? And to me, what that sort of represents is how much value I put on myself. Right? There was a point in time when my self-esteem and self-worth was so attached to how well I was doing in my sport or um, financially or, you know, I guess I had my own symbol or I um, generalization of what success was for me. If I wasn't reaching that, I didn't have much value on myself, right? So 
because of that, you know, when I fit, was finishing the football wagon and I was in a relationship and I, I, I believe I was a very, very toxic person in that relationship, I was jealous. I would be checking phones. I would get aggressive or get angry if she was talking to other guys. I would just behave in a very toxic, filthy way. And never did I check into myself, as I mentioned earlier. I was always looking as a reason to blame her. I would always, you know, validate it with, oh, you got a message from him, or you look like you were too close to him, or you were laughing around him. All these sort of things to justify my own behaviors rather than looking at him and going, hey, Lockie, there's a reason why you're acting this way. And it's not because of anyone else. You're, you're choosing to see what you see based on what's going on in here, right? And for those who've heard about like the shadow self, right? Dr. Uh, Carl Jung, who's a psychiatrist, uh, talks about shadow self, right? And we project what we, you know, we project on others what we have in ourself. And uh, an example of that is, is that, right? I was jealous because I knew how I was acting behind the scenes and what I was lying about and what I was, how I was manipulating. I never once was talking about it at that point in time, but I knew, right? I knew this. I knew behind the scenes in that relationship and in previous relationships, I was messaging other girls intentionally to sort of, you know, flirt and get a kick out of it. I knew that I cheated. Right? I knew what I was doing behind the scenes. So therefore, every time I... Uh, projected that onto my partner at the time or, or previous partners, I was getting that result back. I was like, fuck, she's doing that. She has to be doing that because subconsciously I knew I was doing that. I lacked trust and I was jealous because of my own behaviors rather than going, okay, well, maybe she isn't intentional with that. That's just how I'm acting and addressing and going, okay, well, what could I do? What do I need to do to make sure that I stop acting in that way? Because that's not a way to treat somebody you care about. Right, so, and that's the shadow self, and we can talk more about that if you want to learn more about that. Probably join the inner circle. No, I'm kidding. Just comment below, and I'll, I'll do a video at some point or a podcast at some point. Um, you know, so starting to think about where your, your self-esteem, self-worth is, okay? Because if you can identify that, you can give yourself some points to move forward from, right? Like it's whether you're jealous, you're feeling guilty, Okay, how, what, where you see you fit in, right? Do you feel like you have value to give? And if you don't, don't try and, I guess, wait for external validation. Don't try to impress people who can turn around and say, hey, you're awesome, doing amazing, you're worthy. Because that is something that is out of your control, right? We want to control what we can control, and that is working in and understanding, okay, for me to feel valuable, for me to feel worthy, what has to happen? What would I need to prove to myself? What would I need to, I guess, achieve? What would I need to think? So for me personally, and I'll give you my experiences, when, you know, when sport was done for me and I sort of had my, I guess, rock bottom moment and I lacked value, I started, you know, getting addicted to growth, right? Like the reason why you guys are in this group, you're here for, for various reasons. And for me, the, the, I guess, the value that I believed I could put in myself was my own growth, right? understanding things better, uh, learning to communicate better, learning to stop mumbling. Then I started setting myself more specific health goals. Even to this day, right, I'm 30 soon, right? So I'm not old, but I may also be old in terms of athlete uh, ages, right? Athletic age. But I've still got the same drive and desire to improve myself in all aspects, and I'm focused on the process because my value is in me showing up and trying to be that little bit better in all aspects of my life daily. It's not about the outcome. I, yeah, I love getting positive outcomes, but I also enjoy the failure, maybe not instantly, but there's also a lot to learn from. So for myself, 
it's like, okay, to put value on myself, to feel valuable, it's am I doing the best I can in all aspects of my life? Am I being the best version of myself? Am I making sure that I add value to people around me? And am I, am I making sure I look after myself and get, help myself get the most out of my life? Am I you know, looking after my body? Am I being a great partner, a great um, business owner, great, just good person? And I got to identify and I get to set the criteria for what that is because that's different for me as it is for you guys. And you guys get to be in control. So when you know that, right, when you go back to taking ownership, right, you can then set, I guess, what the standards are in order for you to feel valuable, right? And I, I think ultimately as well, it comes down to how you talk to yourself. A lot of us are conditioned to get out of bed and not be in the best mood. And right in moments in our life, if you're talking to yourself in a negative manner, right, if it's like, I'm not worthy, I'm a piece of shit, look, that person doesn't want to be around me, you're going to continually look to find things to validate that belief, and if you continually are looking things to validate beliefs that hold you back, that keep you stuck, how are you ever going to get out of it? Let's take a quick break. Are you seeking to understand who you are, what you want from life, and where you fit into this busy world? The Manly Cam Project Self-Discovery Program is the program to help you answer those questions. This program with three comprehensive modules helps you get clear on who you are as a man, what you want from your life, and where you can set yourself up to thrive. Throughout this program, you're going to dive deep on some of the life's questions that only the most successful people ever spend time to answer. It's not only about standing out in this busy world, but it is using your life experiences to create a better life for yourself. I know that I wish I had this when I started my journey. It would have helped me fast track success and get clear on what was truly important. Once you complete this program, you're gonna have a better sense of direction and purpose for your life. You will have more confidence and resilience and a complete roadmap to create the life that you want. Don't wait for tomorrow, start today. Head over to themanthatcanproject.com and check out the self-discovery program. I can promise you, your life will never be the same. It's fucking hard. So you need to start consciously changing how you talk to yourself. Right? And it might just literally be one thing that I did for myself and the reason why I do a lot of video is I love to get the feedback. And it's also very confronting when you're watching yourself on camera like I am right now and you can start comparing and criticizing and all of those sorts of things. But if you can sit there and stand in the mirror or film yourself saying nice things about yourself and get comfortable with that, you're gonna put yourself in a much better position to start believing the, those, those kind, I, I guess, confident, comfortable things that you wanna say about yourself, right? It's conditioning, it's habit, it's process. So that's where we're going with that self-worth stuff. The next would be self-confidence. And let's utilize this with your ability in yourself first, and then you can obviously extend that to your, uh, I guess, ability for relationships with other people, and then your ability to improve your relationships with the outside world. Now, all of this sort of stuff we go through in the inner circle and the uh, breakthrough experience, but I'll give you a little little bit uh, at the moment. But you know, ultimately, you, you think about confidence, right? What is confidence? And I think repetition builds confidence. What comes first, courage or confidence? The courage to try something and risk failure, or you know, confidence to continue doing that, to know that, that you can overcome failure. I don't know, there's no answer for that, but for me, it's just like, let's get going and learn from everything. We look here, right? When I first got in my relationship, and I haven't spoken about this yet, so you guys are the first ones who are ever gonna hear about this until a podcast comes out on it. But the reason why I chose not to propose my 
partner for seven years, even though I knew I was always gonna do it, was because I needed to get myself confident in my ability to be a good partner because I had had so many failed relationships and I knew how I thought, how I acted and behaved that I wanted to make sure that I was certain in that, that regard. I wanted to put in the work, I wanted to be tested, I wanted to be challenged and I really wanted to believe in myself before I committed. And the thing there was I had to prove to myself and I'd set my own benchmarks. I wasn't just gonna wake up one day and go, yep, I'd set little things to test and challenge myself and I did that. And the only way you can improve things is by going after it, right? Giving yourself ways to challenge what you, you know, your ability is in certain areas. It's like if you're a goal kicker in, in footy, the more you kick, probably the more confident you're going to become. It's repetition, repetition, repetition. So decide what being a good partner is. Decide what a good version of yourself is. What does that look like? And that's why I talk to you guys about the eight areas. And if you haven't listened to that, um, the webinar that I did, go to the Facebook group and go to the pinned post and, and watch that. But think about those eight areas. Are you constantly working to become more confident in that from the finances to your own self? Are you identifying and setting the standards of what that looks like for you to be confident or are you just allowing yourself to go through life with no real intentional control? No one can do that for you so eventually you're going to have to fucking take the time to sit down and work out what those metrics are for you. That's literally what it comes down to. So when we, uh, I don't want to ramble so I'll sort of wrap it up in a moment but if you can start thinking about your self-worth or, or your self-esteem and then also your self-confidence, what can you do to improve that, gents? Because working on this and working on yourself to improve your self-esteem, your self-confidence, your self-worth, if you do that, you're going to start learning to love yourself more. You're going to be focused. You know, if you're focused on improving yourself, you're going to be focused on things that you're doing well. And when you're focusing on things that you're doing well and you see the brilliance that you have, because all of us do, you're going to learn to love yourself more. But if you're constantly focusing on what you did wrong, what's not going well in your life, how the fuck do you expect to love yourself? It's hard, man. So you've got to change your perspective. You've got to shift that focus. And that comes through intentional work. Right? So intentionally, what is it going to take for you to love yourself? What does that look like? What are the processes that you can go through what are the action steps or rituals that you can do to do to, to, to achieve that? What does that look like for you? Okay, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cut it there uh, on that. I hope you got some value, guys. If you're watching that on a replay and you have any questions, make sure you comment below. Uh, and I'll, I'll get back on here tonight and um, respond to your comments. I'm just going to uh, answer Mitchie's uh, comments. Your life's kickstart my day, brother. Awesome. So Mitchie says, I have trouble when I start to feel anxiety on situations. How do you try and get yourself out of that mind frame? For me personally, right, anxiety is a natural feeling. Right? And, and you get to think about this. Is it anxiety? Okay, or like what meaning do you give anxiety? Right? Is it something that holds you back because it's the fear of the unknown? Right? The fear of the future and the, the millions or billions of possibilities of how it could play out because nothing's guaranteed, right? So if you allow your mind to start thinking about all that, of course it's fucking overwhelming, of course it's gonna make you anxious. But could you also you know, flip that anxious feeling into excitement? Is Are you viewing this as excitement? Yeah, once again, there could be a billion different outcomes and are you excited by that? Are you excited about the process? Because that's, 
You know, they're so close on the, I guess, emotional scale, anxiety and excitement that we get to choose. And obviously it's gonna take conditioning to help you doing that, right? So think about going through the process of going, right, well, the fear of the unknown, I can't control what's gonna happen, right? You can, you can focus on processes which are gonna give you the best opportunity to uh, achieve an outcome that you want, but nothing's fucking absolute, nothing's guaranteed. So get excited by the fact that, hey, if I put in the work, I'm gonna get an outcome. Within that outcome, I'm gonna get one that's, you know, pats me on the back for all the hard work that I've done. I'm gonna get an outcome that's gonna give me a feedback, uh, sorry, give me a bit of feedback on things that I can improve to do it better next time. Both are exciting because when you look at process, you're making progress, right? You're not staying where you are. You're constantly going, even if it's not that, you know, getting from A to B as quickly as you want, there might be an A.5 or a 1.5 in there that you have to stop by and learn from. And it's all relative to us as individuals. So think about, you know, think about uh, reframing that, right? It's also sadness or guilt, right? Let's look at guilt. A lot of us hold guilt. I hold guilt. Everyone holds guilt from things that we've done. And yes, you can use that to hold you back and make you allow yourself to beat your, uh, beat yourself up for whatever it is that you've done or whatever you're feeling guilt to. But you can also shift the perspective, right? And, and here's an example of how you could shift the perspective. The perspective shift may come through the fact that the reason why I'm holding guilt is because I've actually violated something I value, right? For me, when I cheated in the past, you know, I felt guilty about that because I'd hurt someone that I loved and that I cared for, which means you know, if I wasn't empathetic, if I didn't have a conscience, I wouldn't have given a fuck about that. But I did, which means deep down at the core of it, if I were to choose to focus on that, I'm a good person. And I mean, well, I just was not behaving or aligned in that way. So, you know, all emotions are there for you to study and for you to understand. And it's about embracing them for what they are, what you can learn from it in the moment, because they're all a part of the human experience, right? It's fucking fun to go through that. Well, obviously not when you're in it, but like looking back, I'm, I'm so grateful for all the times I've had ang um, anxious moments, I've had sadness, because now looking back, I've understood why and I've learned more about maybe what I can improve on or, you know, um, in mourning, like, of course, you're going to be upset when that's, uh, you know, you lose someone or there's something bad that happens. And that's okay, because you care. It shows that you're a real fucking human being. So when you, I guess, try and get yourself out of that mind frame, one, there's, well, there's two things that you could probably do. One, just sit in it and just observe it, right? Disassociate yourself from it and understand, start asking yourself, you know, potentially, why am I feeling this? And why am I going through this? What can I learn from here? Or can I just sit here because this is a part of what I'm supposed to go through right now? Two, if it's anxiety and it's holding you back, right? If it's to a point where it's, it's, it's not allowing you to achieve what you want because of that fear, start trying to work to focus on the excitement. Like what is exciting about the opportunity that is in front of you? The, the fact that there is the unknown. You can create, you know, there's a, the, the possibility of creating what you want, right? That's exciting shit. Um, Love it, brother, real value. Jesse, been using this live as a timer for my AMRAP session. Glad I could uh, be a timer for you. Mitchie, yeah, the fear of the unknown and not wanting to be hurt again. Here's the thing, um, with, uh, just touching on that, if you don't want to be hurt, if you're trying to avoid being hurt, you're also never going to allow yourself to really um, experience the flip side of hurt. Now, I would say the flip side of hurt for me may be love, right? Maybe excitement whatever emotions they are for you, think about that. But if you're trying to avoid hurt and you're focusing on that, 
All you're ever gonna be doing is looking out for things that are gonna stop you being hurt, right? You're gonna be playing in the safe zone. You're gonna be having neutral emotions, in my opinion. Rather than going, hey, I just wanna fucking feel really good. And maybe at times I am gonna get hurt. But when you get hurt, right, there's an opportunity to learn from that to go, okay, I won't do that again. But now I can still keep focusing on thriving, on the, on the, the, the exciting love that's out there or whatever it is that you're looking for, right? So don't, you know, the... the We've all got a past, Mitchie. Right? And if you, I, I utilize my past as a bit of motivation for sure, but I also know I'm not defined by it, right? And that's a choice and it's conditioning. And you get to, to decide to implement routines, habits, rituals that are going to help you to focus on the, being excited for the future, or you can allow the past to define you. It's up to you, right? It's a, it's a choice. Jace. I'm super guilty of not reframing things, focusing on the negative when there's obvious positives that would serve me better. Mate, 100%, it's just like you said, reframing. So taking time, right? You might, you're not gonna nail it every time. But if you can understand that and catch yourself earlier, so instead of spending a day being negative and get yourself down to three quarters of a day, that's a win in my, in my eyes. And then you might go from a three quarters of a day down to half a day. Awesome, also a win. Right? But if you can start creating this self-awareness and understanding how you react or respond, you can start improving it, right? Um, Mitchie, I'm building that strength to take the past as an experience, not as a negative. Awesome, brother. Proud of you. All right, gents. Thank you guys for tuning in. I'm going to get going. Remember, if you would get value from the Inner Circle, check it out on the website, themanthecamproject.com forward slash Inner Circle. Uh, we have a lot more live and discussion, which is awesome, plus growing in the eight areas. Appreciate you guys tuning in. You're all valued members of the Man at Camp Projects community, and without you guys, you know, it would just be me, which isn't, isn't fun. So thank you for being a part of it. We'll see you shortly. Have a already Thursday. Have an amazing Thursday. Thank you for listening to the Man at Camp Project podcast. My name is Lockie Stewart. And I hope you enjoyed this episode and found it helpful. If you did, please take a moment to rate and review the Man That Can Project on your favorite podcast platform. And don't forget to subscribe to stay up to date with our newest episodes. We'll see you again next time.